0: I said it this way because they raised their hands more than anybody else. I don't mean they got more than you got, but in heaven, everybody's going to be Pentecostal. I believe that. I believe when we see God face to face and realize who He really is, how much He really loves us, I believe everybody there. I don't believe there's going to be a person there ain't got their hands up. I don't believe there's going to be a person there ain't looking straight in the eyes of Jesus, the one who died for them, and they're singing, Holy, 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 just like them seraphims. Was flying around up in glory You got your Bibles I want you to turn to the book of Peter 1 Peter in the 5th chapter We're going to be preaching I hope I'm going to bring up Jesus to you Let him know that he's been faithful to you Let him know that he's still in the saving business Let him know that he's much bigger than anything That the devil's got to offer And whatever's out there he's got I tell you what, everybody else done tried it They They done been down the same pig path that you on They done all thought it was going to work. They done unlocked it, and it was empty, and it was void at the end of the day. But I come to tell you, there's a God in heaven that will save you today, and he'll supply your every need according to his riches and glory. You ain't got but one issue today between you and life eternal, between you and being happy. He said, I write these things that your joy may be full you don't have but one thing in the way just one thing that's in the way of you receiving that today just one thing's all you got oh it ain't that thing that you think you got is a, maybe a, a habit you got it's not that thing it's not that 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 you got with a friend that that y'all can't get along and I stand there, that ain't the thing you got but I want to tell you, you got one thing to stand in the way. And it ain't nothing but one thing that stood in the way of every saint that's ever been born again. It ain't nothing but the devil. And I tell you what, we bind that rascal today. He don't have no power. And we pray you'll be saved today. And you'll come to the knowledge of that saving grace of God. And you too will leave this place today and say, why in the world have I waited so long? Brother Kenneth, it's so good to see you and your bride back in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for all the prayers that y'all prayed for them through that time and how they done made it through. And I, to God be the glory. Bill's mama's doing real good. She had a note she wanted me to read. Y'all know I don't do good on them notes, but i will going and tell you, she will to say thank you to all them prayers. Lord, that woman is talking like ain't nothing ever happened to her. And she is, amen. And she is grateful and thankful and she knows who done it. And she knows it was the Lord that who done it. Say, folks, I've got a verse for you in 1 Peter chapter 5 in verse 10. I love a scripture that starts off with B-U-T, but. Amen. You know, Satan, he's got a lot of plans. But I come to tell you, but on the other hand, no matter what you faced in life, no matter how low you may have done, gotten, how much you done, done. I meet people all the time. have met them in the last two weeks. Like, I've gone too far. He, I don't know if he can reach me, or if he can touch me, or if he can save me. I come to tell you, the Bible said, when sin abounds grace, does the more bound he done poured out on the cross of Calvary when he shed that blood for the whole world's sin I come to know that you in that for God so loved the world and long as you in the world and you breathing you've got a chance this morning to give your life to Jesus Christ our Lord amen I want us to look at this verse in verse 10 of chapter 5 of Peter saved and lost religious man boy girl listen to me the religious man lukewarm Really, you just here today, you're filling up a seat. You're important to God. He loves you. He loves you like crazy. I mean, he just, he's crazy about you. And, and he's been looking over you for a long time. How it rains on the just and unjust I For a long time he's been taking care of you. Yeah. He, he's gone before you. He's, he's took away obstacles out in front of you. He, he's a whole, he, he just, you can't imagine the love that he has for you. And if you're just religious, you're the kind that gets up on Sunday morning and you come to church and say, well, bless me if you can. Really, it ain't going to be no big deal. I come to tell you that if you're going to make heaven, you're going to have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible said, be ye filled with the Holy Ghost of God. You're going to have to have, you can't show up in heaven one day. And I know how we get it in our mind. Boy, when I show up in heaven one day, I tell you what, it's going to be a happening. When you show up in heaven, Brother Andy, you need to get this in your mind. You're going to be exactly the way you was when you died. You're going to be exactly, and I'm not trying to make you any special way, but you're going to worship God the exact same way that you worshipped him the last Sunday morning that you was in church. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm about ready to get me a little practice run in. And, you know, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you know how you kind of go by that mirror one more time to make sure that your britches are zipped or ladies go, make sure there ain't no thread hanging down out of that brand new dress and you walk into church and you, you think you're all that, you know, and somebody has to tell you, you know, I want to zip your britches or some lady tells you, you know, that, you know, you you know you got a thread. Worst thing they can do is pull it, Right. <laughs> Don't pull the thread, whatever you do. I'm going to tell you something. God loves you. He cares about you. He wants you to receive salvation, which comes with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, where you've got already the earnest of the Holy Spirit means already you in your spirit you know the way heaven's going to be. You've got a down payment. Already, you've got a knothole. When you wake up in the morning, lost person, when you woke up this morning, you do not see what the saints of God see. That's when you go to church and people are absolutely crazy about God and, and they just real excited about being in the house of the Lord. And you know, they almost hit you with the elbow when they're praising and they're shouting. What it is, they're not like that by just emotions or something they just do to impress people, but they're like that because they can already... Oh, I think about old songs that I can almost see the lights of that city. I can almost see the new Jerusalem coming down. I can almost see the King of Kings and the Lord of Glory. I've already got a vision. It's going to be so much bigger than what I can imagine. But ain't it good to already have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, a God that's living inside of you. <laughs> Brother Eddie, where in the world you get a scripture? That's the Bible says, "Know you not. you not your own. You couldn't get up this morning and just make a decision whether you was going to come to church tonight. we serving the God, Brother Larry, That we, our favorite verse that I'll call you to. I tell folks all the time, if you just give me just a little bit, and I'm going to start preaching, but if you just give me a little bit, when you decide I'm not going to church this morning, and you don't have no reason not to, doesn't lie to the Holy Ghost, really. Got to tell something, well, we would have been there. It was COVID. No, no, not really. Told a man the other day, I said, What in the world are you doing leaning all up in that man's truck the other day when I come by and I seen you, your faces about, about that far apart. I said, well, I don't want to get around no crowd. I said, Ain't a crowd's gonna kill you, brother. It just one somebody's got something you don't need. Hey, Amen. If you're gonna do it, you do it. But boy, I'm telling you what, God is good. Lay aside, the Bible said, every weight that so easily beset you. And then it says, run out, just race sit before you. This ain't no tiptoeing through the toot thing. If you want to tip, though, to the tulip, you keep on serving God, who you're going to serve. But I tell you what, when you give your life to God, he said, you endure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Boy, wouldn't it be something if I could go on and tell the truth? Paul had that problem, you know. He said, I desire to give you meat. I desire to just go on and tell you. How in the world can you just sit there? How can you not raise your hand?" How can you not be excited? Has it not never been a day that you ain't ever woke up and said, man, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, when the waters came, they would have overtook me. The flood would have washed me away. When the enemy comes at the flood, the Bible said he'll raise up a standard. That standard right there is that Bible. Talk about when the world's against you. It said if God be for you show me one somebody can come against you ain't never seen the righteous forsaken know their seed begging for bread i'm gonna tell you something when you come to know the lord yes sir yes sir you got the holy spirit you can see a glimpse of heaven i know you already got in your mind but the spirit hath revealed it to you i got you all these verses when you get ready to leave the spirit has revealed it to you that's what the bible said just just the same bible that's got psalms 23. Oh, sweet verse like that. The same Bible's got John three sixteen. It's the same Bible that's got a verse in there that said how the Spirit has revealed it to you. Sometimes, don't we want to look at somebody and say, you think that's all heaven is? You think that's all it is? You think it's all it is just getting by? Pray for us that we'll make it. Man, you think it's just a weekend retreat or something? The Bible said the life that I now live, I live by the Spirit my word, that one that has raised Jesus from the dead, the Bible says the same spirit. I know this is mind-boggling. You've never heard anything, this this, the, theological truths like this, but it says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. Praise God. It's in there. Oh, it's in there. I mean, I know that went so deep. Woo. Brother Eddie, I'd rather you told me about that wood on the heart and, and how long the hair was on the animals. But see, that ain't gonna do nothing for you when you get home. But I tell you what, this thing called the Spirit of God living inside of a person. Can I now read? I'm excited. Can I now read in, in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10? Why would you start with this verse? I kind of like to start from bottom read up, Breathe, sometimes. Watch this. It says, But the God of all grace. Who hath called us and to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus? After that you have suffered a while. Now brother Eddie, they don't do that on TV. They don't tell us about no suffering on TV. They don't tell us about no trials on TV. They don't talk about no, endures a good soldier on TV. No, but if you'll get you a good old King James Bible, it'll, be, it'll say happy when you're persecuted for my name's sake. It says these words. But the God of all grace, who have called us into the eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered for a while, make you perfect, established, strengthened, And settle you. Whoa. Isn't it something how in this life, sometimes, maybe just in the preaching. This morning, maybe I've said something and and you know you just kinda you know, you just kind of straddle your fence, you know, even though the Bible says you can't do that. But you're just one of those. And I, I don't know, I, I just like to be in a little comfortable place. I, I really would re- wish you wouldn't even raise your voice. And if you would just stand still a minute, and I, you're making me dizzy by moving around. And, and what's all them seraphims going to do to you in glory? Look here, man, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be watching them. I'm going to be watching them try to catch up with what's going on. I mean, it's going to be some kind of exciting. Can you imagine five or six crazy billy lemons on the streets of gold and glory? And you're just saying, man, I just want to stand and all right now, if y'all don't mind. And here comes two or three billies and run plumb over you. and You're getting up like, my word, you know, y'all got to slow down. Listen, God's ways, the Bible says, are higher than your ways as the heavens are above the earth. Why in the world would this with this saying, after, after that the eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you've suffered as a born-again believer, I mean, how would he make you perfect? Because the Bible said, that work that I began in. Oh, man, we done been up under so much doctrine. Man, don't tell me. Man, I've had preachers tell me, look, man, I mean... Nah, you're not going to tell me no different. I walked down an aisle and I did what the Bible said and, and, and I asked God to come into my heart and, and they said, you know, and, and then I got to doubt it. Ain't you no know, Holy Ghost ever come in your life and you doubt it ever happened. You ain't been forgiven. You, you ain't been made a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. You hadn't been born again. You hadn't been sealed until the day of redemption. Your sins hadn't been paid for and your body be a temple of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something, brother and sister. It ain't never happened and you don't know about it. Paul said, I know whom I have believed in and and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed to him. The Bible says he's not no respect to person. Wonder why they're raising their hands. Apparently they may have something you ain't got. I wonder why they're excited about going to church. I wonder why they ain't go to church. Well, apparently they got something you ain't got. I wonder why they love Jesus so much. Well, apparently they got a closer relationship with him than you got. I wonder why they always thanking him because the Bible says, ain't nobody going to heaven. Unthankfulness ain't gonna be in glory. I thank God today that he's gave me another day. I thank God today. I thank God I saved 30 years ago, but I'm more grateful and thankful today than I was then. And the Bible says, I want you to be perfect. I want you to understand some some kindergarten things finally. You know what the pastor spends all the time doing? Just trying to get you to come to church. (laughs) Just trying to get you to come to church. You know, hope I don't say anything. Rub you wrong. Jennifer, we just spend all the time, don't we? Just trying to get people to come to church. It's just so wonderful to see you in church. <laughs> That's all we do, spend our time. Don't see no soldiers made. Hear nothing about nobody winning nobody to Jesus. Every once in a while, you know, there some, comes somebody around, man, I'm sure talking to that guy. Sure hope. People work with you right beside you all day. You shall be a witness. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be a witness. Nobody invites nobody to church, really. Not to mouth much you don't know if you're going to be here. You don't know if you're going to be here. <laughs> yeah, don't come on that day. <laughs> I, I, I own it. <laughs> we need, we as believers, we, we, we're not above Paul. Nowhere in life do we, I'm in here. Oh. Nowhere in life do we ever get to a place that we think we've arrived, that we've apprehended. Even though we know we're saved by grace, but nowhere in life that you'll ever see the spirit on us that we've already apprehended. Actually, we can't, we come to church this morning and said, Lord, I hope you're gonna get through saving me today. And that's what it's saying right here. After we have suffered for a while, in and of ourselves, we suffered. We've got up. How many of y'all since you've been saved would agree with me and be like me that there's been some days that I woke up and I, you know what? I just didn't know if God's gonna get me through that deal or not. Well, Lord, I, I got this situation going on now. I just don't know if you're going to hear me today and I don't know if you're going to be listening to me today and I don't know if you're going to be my present today. And we got up and we suffered. We're back up for two or three weeks finally. The preacher preached on something and said, what was I thinking? God don't take time off. God don't go on no vacation. That's them other gods that have been served. That's the God where people cut themselves and, and they laugh like, well, maybe your God was on vacation. No, we're serving a God that don't never leave us yeah. nor forsake us. So we as believers in verse 10, we need to know that the God of all grace, who has called us to this eternal glory, I'm so glad it's in there, I'm so glad eternal glory is in there, and I'm so glad it's by Christ Jesus. There's no other way to get to the Father except through the Son. He don't give you a weekend visit. It's eternal glory. It's everlasting life. You'll never find anything else in there than that. Give God a hand clap. It's everlasting. It's eternal. And if we can grow to a point in the Lord, then we wake up in the morning and Sherry, you say, Carl, I'm going to live a dangerous day today. Carl says, oh, Lord, Sherry, what's got going on? So well, I'm going to tell you something, Carl. I'm going to believe God for everything today. I'm just going to give him, I'm going to give him 24 hours, and I'm going to believe him for everything. So if I call you and tell you that I'm going to go buy me three dresses, I'm going to believe God for it. If I call you so say, I'm going to get a new car, I'm just believing God for it. I'm, I'm gonna trust God. I'm just gonna leave, and maybe I'm carrying you too far-fetched. And you know that person been giving me trouble at work. I think I'm gonna give him a holy kiss first thing. Carl, I go, "Shel, hold on a minute now. I mean, hold on. That might be the devil himself. Don't matter. It don't matter." I'm telling you, I'm gonna believe God and I'll tell you what, God tells me to give that person a hug and a kiss right in the mouth, I'm so sick and tired of this. Let me tell you something, you're a born again Christian, it don't matter if you've done something to somebody or they've done something to you. If you've got all, why in the world would you let that thing, the sun go down on him? A man called me the other day, he's about dying, it just come to my mind. He said, you know somebody, ain't you? He and I had a disagreement, and I'm dying, and I sure would like that thing to get right. I said, well, you might have to get in your car, and you may have to drive your car to his house. You may have to run him down, but look here, that probably do you more good in your point of dying to get that right. You know how many times I want, to, I want to call the other guy that I know? Would you get my truck? I, I wonder. I said, i wonder how he would go about that. I wonder what he would think about that if I just went and got him. And I went over there. I said, but that's not my point. I think I've, I've, I have gave the information that I need to give. But what we don't, what we don't understand sometimes as believers is the God that we're serving is the God of all grace. He's got all grace, and he wants us to have all grace. And that same grace that he gave us, he's wanting us to give that grace to someone else. And the Bible says, you know, whatever grace you give, whatever forgiveness you give, that's what's going to be meant to you. And I don't know about you, but when I stand before the Lord in and of myself, I'm going to be unworthy. But the grace of God, that, that gift of God to saved me. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm pretty excited. Maybe you're excited about learning one more thing that you can put in your backpack where you can go tell somebody you can you can just seem so smart and so religious. But I tell you what, if I can just go tell somebody, you know what? Boy, every day that I'm living, boy, he just keeps on saving me. And I'm straight. And one of these days, you know what? One of these days I'm going to be perfect before the Lord after he gets me settled, after I've suffered a while, after even after I've been saved all this time, there's moments in my life that I try my best and I'm going to do it in and of myself. Let me tell you something. You can't see how big God is all by yourself. You've got to step out on faith. Man, you've got to start doing things in the Holy Ghost. You've got to start, got to start doing things in the Spirit of God. You, you've got to start reaching Paul said, I I don't spend a day where I think I've already apprehended. But what he's saying, I I apprehend that thing that's apprehending me. I'm like a dog that's chasing his tail that I'm trying to get a hold of that thing that got a hold of me. Woo! ain't it good to be getting saved today? Ain't it good already done been saved for glory? But ain't it good that you've come to church today and you realize, Boy, he's still saving me. He's still working on me. And after we've gone through so many things, and had hadn't we done gone through so many struggles as a believer, don't the Bible say we're to grow in grace? It doesn't say grow in our good works. It don't say grow because we're finally going to church a little bit. It says to grow in grace, grow in the knowledge. And God It said, so he will make you perfect and it'll strengthen you and it'll settle you. So let's back up. Verse 6. Here's the word. Here's the word. Humble. Boy, it was on a national hee-haw, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. When you think that you're already perfect, I said you. We know Christ is. Christ is perfect. That's who we're working through. But we need to realize that every day, the only reason why, because he came this morning, this is going to be a mind-boggler right here. You probably never heard this verse. I'm being sarcastic. The Bible said his grace, his mercy is new. I wonder why that happens. Now how saved are you? You going to pass him up in the morning? (laughs) I think about that old song now. It said, pass me not, old gentle Savior. You're going, you're going to write Grace a letter tonight and you say, Grace, I don't need you in the morning. Pass me on by. I don't know about you. i say, well, I'll take hers. I'll take his. I'll take some more grace. I'll take some more mercy. So it says, humble yourselves therefore before the almighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your cares upon him. Can't you back up now? Can't you see how we fall short? How we, we don't get up in the morning humbled by it all? My word, some of y'all are so bad and low down. Yeah, I mean, y'all ought, to be a, y'all ought to be like me. I mean, you ought to be amazed that this morning. When got, if he loves you more as much as anybody. He don't love Billy Graham no more than he loves you. He's not showing Billy Graham no more attention than he's showing you. He ain't showing Billy Graham that he loved you no more. No, he loves you more than what you can ever imagine. <laughs> Lost man, I'm going to tell you something else, he wants to be on your side. And I'm going to tell you something, if you're on any other team other than Jesus Christ's team, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. sit so said humble yourself, humble, humble. Humble. Man, I mean, just getting up where Paul said, man, I'm the worst, I'm the worst sinner. I'm the chief of sinners. Man, I'm it. I, I mean, if anybody ought to be persecuted, put to death, it would have been me. Oh, we're going to be closing that. Well, humble them yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt, exalt you in due time. How in the world? How in the world is he gonna do that? How in the world, like, that's going to get you back to salvation. That's going to get you back to the blood of Jesus. But how in the world is he going to say to me, well done, my good and my faithful servant? I mean, that's, that's, I, that's going to have to be one time that I look at the Lord and say, have you lost your mind? Have, you, really? Absolutely perfect. It's going to be so mind-boggling because what we're going to do, be doing, Brother Carl, we're going to be looking to Holy We're going to be looking at absolutely perfection. And at that time, we're going to be surrounded by God's love. Our things that we would want to bring to the table this morning that, well, I think I'm doing pretty good. You're not going to find none of them things. It's going to be like me and Renee after all the songs that we sang. We get up here sometimes and say, Kaylee, what do you want me to sing? I can't think of nothing. I can't think of a one." We got it song, hundreds and hundreds of songs like, what is it we're going to sing? I, well, Renee, I don't know. Where are you going? I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't think of nothing. When we stand before the Lord, let me tell you something. The reason why we're going to be humble because we're not going to be able to think of one good thing, looking at holies of holies and knowing that he loves you. Let me tell you something. Your sin and your bad, don't you make a mistake that somebody made not long ago. As I was sitting with them said, No, God can't save me. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if now is the good time. I don't know if now is the right time. Don't you buy into that. The Bible said today is the day of salvation. This moment right here is absolutely the moment of salvation. You don't know why I'm going to prove it to you because you don't know if you're going to have another one. Come unto me. All that he's saying, he's saying, Come. He's saying, come, let me try to finish. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. How, how saved are you now? How saved are you with verse 7? Oh, brother, I just do that all the time. I don't worry about nothing. I don't worry about no bill. I don't worry about it. I, I'm just going to tell you, I, I believe in one of my children was out there laying in the road and blood just coming out. I just say, praise God, he's got it. I just cast all my cares to the Lord. You got it, honey. Get, let's get some rags. Let's clean him up. Hey, it's got it. God's not going to forsake us right here. Oh no, we'd be screaming. We're not there. We've not arrived. We, we're suffering in our self because we can't cast all of our cares upon the Lord because we're not humble. That's why we suffer as believers. That's why we don't enjoy what we need to enjoy in the church. That's why we can't worship Him. That's why we can't praise Him because this week we have not cast all of our cares upon the Lord. We want to hold on. We want to add, if I, if I hadn't have done this, David will say, Boy, if I hadn't done that. Boy, God bless me, but boy, it's probably a few sons ago I wouldn't go to church. And I decided to go, and I bet that's the reason why. No, no, it ain't never been based on what you've done. It was based on what He done. And if you've done anything, it's because the Holy Ghost inside of you wouldn't let you do nothing but that. Am I preaching now? Am I preaching? The life that we now live is in Christ Jesus. It wasn't let you call. It wasn't no, y'all didn't flip no coin, you and Laura, when you got it. Let's flip one, honey. Let's see where we go. Watch it on? Some of us religious folks, we won't watch it. We'll get a double-headed coin, you know. Same, whatever. I don't even know how to say it. Heard about it. Be sober. Be sober. Church folk get drunk. They get, they, get, they get sober and drunk sometimes. They get drunk on what the world got to offer. They'll believe anything. The old devil will come back with, 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 a, with a bad thought. They'll just uh, give me a quarter of that. Did you hear what somebody done over there in that church, over yonder? Oh, give me a gallon of that. Tell me. Tell me. You reckon it's true? Could I tell that? Give me another gallon. Oh, be sober. Be sober. Be vigilant. You've got to watch everything that's going on around you. You've got to be sharp-eyed. Your enemy, the devil, is seeking who he may devour. That's what it's going to say because you're adversary, your opponent. When you got up this morning spiritually in the Holy Ghost, you woke up in a ration ring. Most of us Christians, we just got our hands up on, on a rope. We got a foot kicked up on the bottom rope. What's the big deal? And spiritually, because we don't know, because we think, well, I done been saved by grace, and the devil don't bother me no more. Let me tell you something. If the devil ain't bothering you anymore, then you probably listen to the exact music. He listened to. You on your phone watching the same thing he'd be watching. You know what? You, you're 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 doing the same thing, walking down the same road he walked down. If he ain't bothering you, you look you're, y'all getting along real good. <laughs> I, I I remember a time in my, my life when Satan come and attacked something that I loved so much, and I remember what I asked God for. I said, God, would you just let me, in my mind, think it, that when we get to glory, that you're gonna put your foot on the devil's head, and say, I, I hate Larry Fitz more than anybody. Larry, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something to already know that when you get to heaven, that Satan would put his foot on the devil's head and say, I, I hate Larry Fitz worse than anybody. Boy, that'd be heaven enough right there. You mean he hates me? You mean he hates me? Let me tell you something. You need to set out to be a soul winner. You ought to be happy in Jesus? Or not? <laughs> you, do you not want to be happy? I can tell you how to not be happy in Jesus. Don't ever leave nobody to Jesus. Don't ever have nobody come up and say, let me tell you something, I want to thank you. You didn't think you did nothing. You didn't didn't think you did nothing. But you spent time one day to ask me the biggest question I ever heard in my life. You got somebody who cares about your soul and they praying for you. I tell you where I wanted to preach this morning, I, I got it marked, I've got it on a piece of paper where Jesus come to Simon. He said, Simon, lost person, listen, Simon, I need to tell you something he says Satan come to sift you as wheat Satan come to rattle your cage Satan come to put a put a thought in your mind Satan come that this was going to be the last Sunday you was going to come to church but maybe somebody prayed for the preacher and the preacher's going to say to you today all those problems you got and all those bad days you got that you you blaming on everybody else, it's because you're not satisfied in your soul. Oh, I can pray who I want to be for the president. But it ain't got nothing to do with this satisfaction I got in my soul. Huh? Oh, I didn't, I not I didn't had to live through times when, when the president, don't you worry about everything, everything's going to be fine with that deal too. But let, let me, I ain't changed my mind, but let me tell you something. What I got in my soul and the joy and the happiness I got in my soul, that joy and speak and full and glory had not got anything to do with who's going to be the president. It's got to do with your own mind who is king of kings and Lord of lords. And when you get that settled, you're perfect in your soul. what I'm going to do. No, you ain't just angry about that. You've been angry about everything. You ain't just upset about what's going on right now in the country. You've been upset five years ago. You was upset 10 years ago. You was upset before you got saved and baptized. You're still upset. Because you truly ain't ever been ever born again. He said, Simon, Satan desired to sift you as wheat, to strain you through a little old bottleneck something like a little bitty funnel and poking you through it. So when you come through it, all you are a string bean. Just a string bean. Just to make you out something that ain't no bigger than a straw when it gets through. Just to squeeze you down and stretch you out where you ain't really nothing enough except you, uh, yourself. You, you cannot get no joy. That's what Satan desired to do to you, Simon Peter. That's what he decided to do. But you know what Jesus said? He said, but I prayed for you. Yeah. Whoo! Man, ain't you glad that the Holy Ghost of God, that Jesus himself is going to bo- mind-bogg because this is way out, China. This is deep, deep preaching that Jesus Christ himself is sitting at the right hand of the Father, Carl, and he's praying for you. Yeah, the Bible said when you making groanings that can't even be uttered. Well, Larry, when we sitting around, say, so Lord... When we walk in a hospital room, as we did that in umbrella, that the guy over here from Mayfield, Kentucky said, Brother Eddie, when you said, let us pray with tears in my eyes. I couldn't even get my breath. Let us pray as the Holy Ghost said it rained. God ain't no drip of water that annoys you. God is a rain that falls down on you. He said, I prayed for you, that your faith remain full. No matter what you're going through, your faith, we don't live on feelings. Oh, I feel good this morning, but that ain't what I'm living on. When my foot goes hurting, I don't say, well, I don't know if I'm saved or not. Huh? When my back goes hurting, poured some concrete the other day, I thought I was going to die. I mean, I I realized I'm going to die. I'm gonna die. I thought I was about well, man. I ain't well, man. I was just trying, I was just trying to walk good in front of Bill. Like, man, I was trying to walk good. I, like, if you only know how bad, man. I mean, you know, have you ever heard somebody say, you know, I believe you're whatever's dragging? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, will you check out in the hallway, and see if it's following me anywhere. Don't <laughs> live on feelings, but in the mess of whatever you feeling bad. Man, you know your Redeemer lives, and he loves you. Renee, he loves you so much. Harrison, he loves you so much. Man, Beth, he loves you so much. Paul, he, he loves you so much. He just, he James, Paul's your daddy, ain't it? Why well, I keep doing that? He just loves you so much. Luke, he just loves you so much. Man, he, he just loves you so much, man. He just been all around you. That day when that foe had a wreck and you was across that road, he was just all up on you, man. He was grabbing hold of you. This that. grabbing. He was holding your head, sister Donna. He was holding his head in the palm of his hand. And I want to tell you something. That day you were sliding sideways in your pickup truck and it was going. That day I was going down that road and it was like an oil slick and i put on my brakes. The bang was coming. Brother Sammy, that day that we was down in Arkansas and we was having to wait two or three days for that surgery, he was holding your heart. Amen. That day, Sister Tinker, when you was going through the loss of a husband and you would have lost your mind. You would have lost your mind. He was holding you. Amen. But more than anything, if you'll let me close right here. Kaylee comes to piano. Brother Eddie, I'm going to, have to leave here and go to this one of these churches. They don't expect us to shout, praise God. Have you ever done a little exercise? I remember when I first started one time. I went in a the gym. They was over there on these things called treadmill, Chad. When I got in there, I ain't no telling what I did. I probably sat over on the bench and thought if I spent an hour getting ready, you know, like, I've been in the gym about an hour. Sure, let me change clothes, put my other clothes back on, leave. Surely, I mean, that's. I mean, we buy all that stuff. go in the bedroom, them and throw a clothes on. It works for that. I, I thought, well, huh? I, I noticed that guy. Well, boy, man, he was doing this deal. He was, I thought I hit him. Think I get on that and ride out a while after a while. I, I remember getting on that thing and Brian. It, it wasn't even five minutes. I said, I think I'm done. I can't believe it. I think I'm done. I, I'm, I'm kind of hurting here a little bit. I mean. They say, we know when it's hurting you, that's good exercise. I'm hurting, it's time to get off. But you know what? I kept on doing that. It wasn't long I could do that, 30 minutes. It wasn't long it got to the point where I had to just kind of make myself get off. I, you got to get to work, man. you got to get off this thing. When you ain't exercised that faith, Brother Randy, when you ain't really trusted God, when you ain't really never... We need to quit depending on God. And, and, and Brother Larry, when, when we ain't really been witness to nobody about God, it kind of hurts us to get back started. I'm saying it's time to get started. I'm saying I believe heaven is closer than it's ever been before. See the bright light shine. It's just about home time. If you want to know why I'm preaching like this, because when I get to glory, well, I want y'all to see me, and I want to see y'all. And, 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 I, and we're going to be living forever and, and I want everybody to be saved I don't want nobody goes go to this church ain't saved what you need to do is you can't do nothing else yet when you go home today you start praying Lord if we got anybody at our church that ain't saved man we were talking about that binding and loosing of the day he said if two or three of us start doing that he said I'd be in the midst thereof so you know what when you get home today you're going to have some folks agreeing with you that you don't even know is agreeing with you like I said a while ago, we just, we just say, Lord, oh, my. When we say, oh, my, I don't care what it is. The Bible said we're making groanings that can't be uttered. He, he intercedes to the Father in our behalf. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. If you're sitting here today, you don't think you don't need some prayers. If you're sitting here today, you don't think that Satan is leaning over you and your family and he desires to see you as wheat. You don't think you can't get up in a few days and something does happen in your household that you didn't think never was going to come your way. You're an absolute fool. You're an absolute fool. Because Satan desires to sift his wheat. Stand. Lord, I thank you so much. I, I thank you so much that, that the grace of all glory.